Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dead Air Nation. Proudly present the Bucking Cap Show live on BlogTalkRadio.com. And now, here are your hosts, Buck and Cap. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bucking Cap Show live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. here on the Dead Air Nation Network. Thanks to our fine sponsors. Gnarly Beer Co. Go and check them out at gnarlybeerco.com. And when you do, make sure you use the promo code SINISTER when making a purchase for a VIP discount. Welcome to the show. We, uh, we went through week one of the NFL. Uh, Buck and I are in a family fantasy football league, so there's you know some trash talk and stuff like that to address as well as, God, the the fiasco that is Antonio Brown uh, in the past two, three weeks. Uh, well, beyond that, folks, but let's, let's focus on the past couple weeks. So tonight we'll have our NFL Week 1 review, but first I'd like to take a moment to dedicate our show to our father uh, who – passed away four years ago on Father's Day, uh, mind you. Today is his birthday, and it would have marked his 83rd birthday. So, you know, we want to dedicate this to not only to our father, but to all those who have lost loved ones to cancer. It's a disease that they, you know, most of it, they don't really have a solid cure for uh, others. They do, and you know, it, it's just it affects so many people in the world. So our hearts go out to those. And a special note to my wife, Aunt Judy, um, who passed away eight years ago today. We miss you as well, Aunt Judy. If any of you listen to our show. When we first launched it six years ago, uh, you may remember a segment that we used to do called Adventures with Aunt Judy, and that's where I would foretell the adventures that I had with her when I was taking her to her doctor's appointments, hospital, etc. cetera. So um, much love for our family members. Um, all those, I mean, we could sit here for a while talking about those beyond my father uh, in our family who have lost their battle with cancer. So, Buck, a little bit of a sad note to bring you in on, but 
I want to make sure that you have a moment to say your regards as well. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it hits hard for the both of us and uh, for our two sisters and our mom. And, uh, you know, my love goes out to them as well. Uh, it's It's been a rough day. Um, it correlates with uh, the attacks on 9-11. Uh, so whenever it all comes around, you know, it's just that uh, there's no escaping it. It's everywhere. And, you know, it just reminds you of how precious life is and uh, how precious your loved ones are. And I can't say enough about it. I, I'm, I miss them. I miss them terribly. And, you know, today is a, is a sad day for us. Uh, that indeed. And, uh, yes, uh, not a day goes by that we don't miss them. Uh, you also mentioned 9-11. Now, I'll be honest with you. I woke up this morning, and honestly, my first thoughts were with Pop. It's his birthday, you know, and I think Mine they too. should be there. Um, and I was kind of, you know, in a fog, if you will, about, you know, 9-11 anniversary because I wasn't hearing much of it until the 12 o'clock news, maybe, you know. So I, I, I was just like, wow, you know, that that's part of if I were – you know, still going in on a daily basis to an office or something like that. Yeah, I, I probably would have been aware of that much sooner. Not that I wasn't aware of it, but it wasn't it wasn't on the forefront of my mind. And the fact that they there wasn't a whole lot of uh, talk or or anything else like that, you know, didn't really um, bring it. To the forefront, it kind of left it dormant, if you will, until I heard. But uh, I, I, you know, it's a heavy day, um, you know, for all Americans, really, uh, who can remember that. And you know, it's it's interesting, Buck, because uh, my wife and I um, greeted our daughter uh, after work tonight, and my wife asked her about, you know, did you guys do anything in school? My daughter is a school teacher in the city of Philadelphia for a uh, charter school. Uh, it's her first year of teaching. It's her second week on the job, if you will. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because she said, yeah, they, they had something small in the, in the cafeteria. Uh, but then she had to deal with um, one of the uh, special ed kids because she's a special ed teacher. Um, Flying off the handle, you know. <laughs> so her her first two weeks of, of school have been riddled with, um, you know, her students' uh, arguments and physical confrontations, things of that nature. Uh, it's crazy. But long story short, the, you know, I kind of went uh, sideways there, like I always do, by the way. You know, I thought about it. Okay, you know, these kids, she's teaching fifth graders. You know, they they don't know or can obviously won't remember 9-11, but they probably really don't know the significance in an 
and the impact. And hell, my girls were four and three at the time, going on five and four. You know what I mean? So they barely knew about it. However, as they got a little bit older, you know, you had the five-year anniversary and the 10-year anniversary, The you know, almost every year for the first 10 years, there was something pretty significant um, on the news about 9-11. Not to say that it, it isn't now, um, but not as much as it was back then. Am I Am I wrong about that? No, you're not. Uh, it was interesting that you said um, about, you know, if you would have gone into work uh, regularly like you used to uh, and talked about, and you probably would have known a lot earlier. Um, but it, I, I'm here to tell you in truth uh, that it wasn't even mentioned once at work. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, really until the afternoon, I was on a job in Philly. And, you know, uh, the contact person who is somebody I deal with on a normal basis uh, was just like, you know, are you all right? You know, it's, uh, you know, you're usually um, more vocal. You're very quiet today. And I was like, well, you know, the day is, you know, what it is. And, you know, uh, and the contact is aware of our father and uh, his passing and everything. So. Uh, and knows that story. So when you know, I said that, uh, she was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, because it's it's nine eleven. It's you know, I can't believe that was eighteen years ago." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." If, uh, I was talking about my father, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, I I totally forgot about that." And you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it it hasn't I didn't hear much about it uh on the evening news as well. Um no, it's interesting. It's like it's like the um lesser known stations if you will uh pay more attention to it now. Like your Discovery Channel or your History Channel and you know, mm-hmm. they have numerous uh if you want if you ever want to check it out, there's a lot of interesting stuff to uh uh, watch um, not only from those two channels, but throughout the years, uh, specials mm-hmm. of you know what happened in 9/11 and you know repercussions and everything. So, yeah. as far as the mainstream news, it's it's a little it's a little less um, it's a little less known, and and that's to be expected. I mean, you know, you brought up about the fifth graders and even uh, your own children. You know, not really knowing so much about the impact. I, I correlate it to kind of when Kennedy got shot and, and killed. You know, that that was something we weren't born into. You know, we we came down the line. Right. We were born right. after that. But, you know, we heard our family, our dad, um, you know, speak of it on many occasions and, you know, how the country was uh mm-hmm. when that happened and you know we got to experience that with 911 ourselves so you know obviously um you know not, years not to mention the history by, of it right I mean, there's still uh you know things that come up related to 
his assassination. So, you know, I, I know as significant as 9-11 was, that's never going to go away. It's just, you know, they don't spend as much time with it. And that's understandable. Yes. But as you said, you know, I, the first thing you think about when you get up in the morning on September 11th is that, and that's the same with me. Um, you know, and, and work, you know, keeps me busy. It, it, this is the time of day when it really affects me. It's like when I get done work and when I'm on my way home, almost certainly every time, every, you know, every 9-11, every 6:21, every Father's Day, um, mm. you know, there there is that time at night when it just hits me. And, uh, you know, I just... I just got to lay back and just remember the good times. Try to remember the good times yep. and, uh, you know, make it more of a celebratory thing. Um, it's just, it's four years. It's been so long. Um, you know, sometimes I just miss hearing his voice and mm-hmm. just wish I could hear it one more time. You know? And yeah, I could that do that is, for you. <laughs> hey, well, can you record it who for me? Who is this? Please? Hey, who is this? Wait, you called me. What? That's what my Is that my? Oh, is that my red hammer? I mean, it could go <laughs> on forever. It's so funny. Oh, we could. But you know, that's that's how Pop used to call us. Um. All of us, uh, our sisters, Buck and I, hey, hey, you know, you answer the phone. Hello? Hey, who is this? You know, or hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, he, he would do that, and uh, he would torment our oldest sister with that all the time. Wait, you called me, right? She'd be like, no, you called me. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, so wait, I call, who is this? <laughs> you know, so he'd go on and on. But uh, yet it's funny because uh, I attribute what you had just, what you just said, 9-11-6-21, you know, the, stuff like that. I attribute that to Pop. Pop was always about numbers, which is why anybody who's listened to this show long enough has heard the stories about horse racing and, and, and betting the ponies with our father and the numbers, the significance of different numbers. And, you know, he did the same thing with the lottery. So, you know, it's, it's no surprise that, um, you know, we focus on that type of stuff as well. I do the same thing. You know, if I turn around and I see nine eleven on the clock, if I see uh, 621 on the clock or something like that, just, you know, all all those different things. If, if it's in a commercial, you know, it's boom, you flash right to it. And as many of you know, I am permanently disabled, so I no longer do go to the workplace. Um, therefore, I was already a night person. Now I really am a night person. I, re- I got to break out of it, Buck, because all this week, I would say the last five days, 
I have not gone to bed earlier than 4 a.m. So I got to break that cycle. But the purpose of bringing it up is I'm I'm a I'm a late person. My alarm clock is set for 9/11. I know I don't need an alarm to wake up for anything unless I have a doctor's appointment or something like that. I really there's no urgency for me to wake up. But one, I don't want to I don't want to be in bed all morning. You know what I mean? I you know, a lot of times I'm really up before the alarm, but you know at the same time. You know, I said it. I want to be up around that time. Um, you know, if I was getting to bed sooner, I'd be getting early. Now, that's not to say that I don't adjust that clock every once in a while, especially last night when I didn't get to bed until 5 a.m. I figured, yeah, I need a little bit more than four hours and 11 minutes. You know what I mean? So I, I, I did adjust it. But, yeah, it's a tribute to Pop and more so – that, you know, when that goes off, even if I don't look at my clock, I know. You know what I'm saying, Buck? I, I just. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's every day reminder to me. Not that I need a reminder. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, uh, on, on to some of I wanted to spend a little bit of time. I'm sure you don't mind talking about we start to get into it a little bit but you know the happier moments um you know with pop and everything and 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 certainly you know i don't want to overlook you know uh my wife saint judy uh and fyi we lost her mother to cancer as well um you know so and that was 11 years ago um okay Ten years ago. Sorry. So anyway, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, we, we think of them on a daily basis. I would say mostly it's the good things. It's around these moments like their birthdays or the anniversary of their death. Um that you know we we think of the the sadness of losing them i guess is the way to put it but you know we we could go on and on actually our father you know knew it was coming and everything and one of the things that he first off he he didn't want anybody else outside the family to know even some members of the family because he did not want anybody to feel sorry for him or do a Oh, woe is me uh, routine with them. And, you know, it just, right. like, you come over to see me. I want you to come over to see me. We talk, we ha- we laugh, you go home. Yeah, we're good. He didn't want it to be them, you know, coming over. Oh, Mickey. Oh, you know, that type of thing. He didn't want that. Mickey was his nickname, by the way, uh, from, from when he was a, a kid. Uh, so, you know, he he actually, I'll never forget the day we were all sitting there, and he started talking about his funeral. <laughs> when the day of my funeral, I want to be propped up so I can talk to people. I'd love to be able to talk to people as they come in. 
Oh, hey, John, how you doing? Thanks for coming. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and we just, I mean, we we went with that like you wouldn't believe. For nearly an hour, we were talking about all the different things that we could say to people. I mean, by the end, Buck and I were talking about recording stuff <laughs> for him to say, you know, people we knew would be there. You know, just not that we were going to do it, but we were talking about, ah, we can have you re- record this stuff. We can, you know, prop you up <laughs> in a coffin. FYI, when we did our uh, Halloween maze, we did like a, an open coffin that I basically pitched on a 45-degree um, platform, you know, uh, that held it up. So we were talking about using that coffin with him there, and we could have a voice box uh, behind his neck so that we could just play it. I mean, the stuff that we went on about was his hysterical and even funnier was our sister's reaction because you know how she gets bucked when she starts going mm-hmm. well as much of a joke as it was we really did talk out the logistics and made it feasible and practical is <laughs> really is yeah. really what it came down to there and mm-hmm. you know honestly you know a couple more hours of talking and we, we could have maybe convinced them to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He he would have. He probably would have. He'd be like, "Yeah, sure. Let's sit down. Let's record this stuff." You know, he'd be coming. Hey, Pat, don't you owe me twenty dollars? Remember what he? <laughs> uh huh. <You're> right. <laughs> don't you owe me twenty dollars? <laughs> Leave it at the coffin. You know, something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Funny stuff. <laughs> he was uh, like, hell, pay for the funeral. You know, you never know. <laughs> but, uh... And he, yeah, he, he talked I, about... He talked about, uh, also, you know, having everybody have a drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come yes. by, say their goodbyes take a shot of something or a drink of beer or whatever. Well into a, a time where he had quit all that. So yeah, I was going to say you know, the irony was he hadn't had a drink in decades when he was talking about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, it, it was, uh, it was, it was funny to talk about it. And, you know, even there were just moments, moments, even, even in that last week, uh, that just would make you laugh, you know? Like when we mm-hmm. were, we were all, let, let's face it, we were all in dire straits there. We were, uh, we were just, you know, knowing what was coming, you know, mm-hmm. uh, seeing our dad that way. And yet, you know, there would be those zingers that he'd throw out. You know, I, I already mentioned one, you know, he's sitting there, you took him to the bathroom. Uh, and he's yep. coming out of the bathroom, and, and I look up, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, man, I, and, you know, I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm like, you know, should I get up and just, like, help him, you know, even though you were already helping him, you know, help help him back, you know, into the living room and everything, and he looked at me, and he goes, hey, you know, and his voice was, you know, wasn't the same as it used to be, and, you right. know, very faint, 
Now he's like, hey, is that my shirt? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is when you want to bring this up? Seriously? Now? Uh, But that's the main thing. It's funny that you said that because when you started preferencing it, that's that's the moment that I thought about. Not not his comment to you about the, the shirt because I think I was so wrapped up with him at the moment. But if uh if you remember that day, I mean we got the call from our sisters and, and we were there uh periodically. I mean I, I, I spent a few nights there. Um and you know, they're they're like he's He's breathing shallow, and, you know, he hasn't opened his eyes in hours. So we all got there to, to kind of say our goodbyes type of thing. And all of a sudden, he lifted off, the, his head just lifted off the headrest, opened his eyes, and looked around at us. And then, you know, how he does that, you know, where he blinks his eyes to kind of, you know, What's everybody doing type of thing? You know, he didn't say that, but mm-hmm. you knew that. What's everybody doing? You know, you know, type of thing. He, he, but we all started laughing. And, and it started with our sister because she was like, you know, he's sitting there for hours. And then all of a sudden he just opens his eyes and, and, and blinks them as if he just took a nap. Yeah, just took a little nap, you know, like he always did when he napped. You know, you know, he just like most of the times it was like when he woke himself up from snoring, he, he just right sit up, you know, and kind of uh, bob the head a little bit and look at the eyes that like strange the look. Cobweb. Yeah, and that's what he did. On? He looked at all of us with that with that look, like what I miss, what's going on, you know, something like that. And then I took him to the to the bathroom so he didn't fall over and man was he miffed get out of here get away from me i was like dad i just want to make sure you don't fall over you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he just looked over his shoulder and shot me that look as if to say i can do it myself yeah, i could do it myself i ain't gonna fall over exactly buck that's exactly what it was and i mean i just I, at the time, I was sitting there like, all right, come on, come on. But afterwards, after I got him back in the chair and, and everything, yeah, I, I just – I had to laugh at that, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be in there with him, you know, to invade his privacy because that was our father. Our father was, I can do it myself, relax, you know. He had macular degeneration for how many years before he passed, which affects affect the eyesight. It was all blurry and stuff like that. And every time one of us would, you know, guide him to step up a curb or down a curb, he'd pull his arm away. I, I could do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, that's just the way he was. So, you know, I, I did have to chuckle about it afterwards. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we had other moments, you know, just the different things, the torment that we would do, um, collectively towards one another, particularly our sisters, you know, uh, Oh, 
don't listen to that boy, you know, stuff like that when we would say, don't listen to that boy, he, he's teasing you again. Don't fall for it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was one of the ones when I called um, our sister. She had given my wife and I um, lottery tickets for something. Like, and maybe it was cra- – I can't even remember. But, Probably uh, Yeah, what <laughs> what gave everybody lottery Exactly. But I called her, and um, as you know, at the time, we were in a bit of a pickle. I mean, I was out of work for six years before I got disability pay. You know what I'm saying? So we had times where we were in a real pickle. So needless to to say, I exploited that, folks. Yeah. Uh, I am actually proud of that. you. No way. (laughs) You know how people would go, I'm not proud of it, but I exploited that. Um, But I did. And I called her while uh, I think all of you were over for uh, Christmas brunch with her. And I started acting like I was crying. At first, I was so overjoyed saying that we won. I think the the scratch off that she gave us was uh, 50,000 or was it 10,000 or something like that. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't go overboard. You know what I mean? I didn't go for the full kill, like say it was 50,000. I didn't say, ah, we won the 50. I was just like, oh my God, we won, we won. And then I, I said something like 10,000, you know, to her when it was a $50,000 scratch off. But at the time would have made a significant difference for us. Right. So I mean, she's like, oh my God, no way. And I hear pop in the background. Don't, Fall for it. He's doing it again. <laughs> to the point where I did a fake sob and told her, like, I, I couldn't talk. Oh, I'm so, I just, I'm so happy. I'm so sorry. And I hung up <laughs> on her. And I heard her. When I when I called back, I called back and I'm like, I'm so sorry that I, you know, that I hung up on you. I, and I'm not doing it. It's justice now. Literally, fuck. Literally, I was sitting in the chair, crying tears, to for the effect, you know, as my wife and my daughters just looked at me and shook my head, shook their heads like, oh God, don't do that to her. You know, they didn't say it, but that's what they were saying inside. And all the while, Pop was in the background saying stuff. And she's like, no, I think it's, I think he really did, Dad. He's crying. <laughs> Don't, how many times do we have to tell you? <laughs> it was hysterical. He knew, he knew there was no getting it by him, right? <laughs> it was like, I, I think she even asked me if, if I had known anything about it, cause you know, I stay over. So I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but you know, I was like, come on. <laughs> weirdly enough, it, it, cause I remember when you did that and weirdly enough, the, not the scratch off, but she gave, you know, Powerball tickets to everybody too, or mega millions or whatever it was. And I remember looking at the uh at mine and I remember looking at the numbers and literally in the weirdest way ever every number of mine was one number off of a number that came out 
Um, and even, even the Powerball itself. And I was just like, that that's as rare as actually winning it. And I was just like, man, why couldn't this go on for me? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then and then you and of course you make the call, you make the call, and I was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know that 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 would call you out, but you know I I was oh yeah I was trying to sit there and like kind of work with you on it, and but that was cool. Come on, come on, you know that. I could hear him yelling in the background. At our sister as she's on the phone with me. <laughs> he was just like, Kali, come on. You know that boy is pulling your leg. I don't care what he's, I don't care what he's saying or I don't care uh, that he's crying. He's pulling your leg. He's getting you again. He's getting one over on you, stuff like that. But, um, you know. Uh, we we talk a lot about horse racing uh, instilled uh, in us because of Pop. Uh, the, the other thing is Pop uh, loved trains, right? Mm. So yes. I'll never forget when we did the family uh, vacation down the Jersey Shore, and he's like, we've got to go for a train ride, you know? So we <laughs> go to the 4-H grounds, right? <laughs> I mean – what was it, 13 of us jumping on this train? Oh, my God. And it was hot. It was so hot that day. And we took the train from the courthouse into Cape May. I don't remember how long it was, but we were all kind of like, yeah, I mean, our father would, would build this up like it was the most exciting thing to do. This is going to be a lot of fun type of thing. And I mean, during that ride, we were all bored stiff. It was, it was the <laughs> smallest train that you could possibly be on. What was it? Three cars, right? Yeah, you know, and hardly anybody was there. We had the one cart all the way to ourselves, all to ourselves until we were at Cape May. And the same grace is when we were at Cape May, we did actually get out and go around the shops. And then, you know, I think an hour later, caught the train back. But, man, oh, man, we had a couple moments. I can't even remember them, you know, specifically, Buck. But I do remember on that train, you know, how it started out. And we were all kind of like, oh, my God, how did he, how did he rook us into this? Oh, this is, this is awful. Like, the most boring thing we could do that day. And about halfway there, we're laughing hysterically joking around with one another. Do you remember that? Um yeah, it's uh it's a little foggy to me. I I, I was as you were saying, I was like, we did that? But <laughs> I guess we did. It's just it's just one of those things where I I mean when we used to go down as a family and and stay down there, you know, we went through all the different things that we could do and one of the days we went to the wetlands to see animals and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll never forget that because we, we pulled into the 4-H grounds, which was like, get your deet. Everybody spray your deet. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't say that, but that's how you felt. You know, it was, it was so woodsy and there was only one, only one other car in the, 
in the dirt lot with us. It was like it, it was a couple that got on the train with us, and it was like, oh my god, what are we doing? Now there were a couple other stops, but we were like, oh my god, what are we doing? You know, everybody just kind of rolled their eyes, like, oh, this is going to be a tough one, and it was again so hot in an open. Uh, train car. I mean, the windows were open. I don't think it really had AC. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, but it was, I look back at it now and think, well, gee, that'll stick with me. I mean, I'm telling you this story. I'm pretty adamant about it. You know, I, I don't remember all the details, but certainly, you know, I remember uh, a lot of it and and how we dreaded it. And wound up laughing about it, uh, but for the record, we all we all said, okay, that's that's a one off. Let's not do that again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that that liked the the trains. He he liked boat rides too. Let's let's not forget that one. Um, right. Right. I remember our our family trip to Disney, where mm-hmm. you know the. He kept he kept talking about it. See, you you know he wanted to do it because he would he would always mention here and there about something, and we all kind of pass it off. But like when we were at Magic Kingdom, and there was that one train that went through Magic Kingdom, and he would, oh yeah, you know he he would sit there and he goes, hey, no, where's that train go to? No, exactly. you gotta get on that exactly. Thing. Like it, it, it's a train that goes and that was around like a monorail. It just went from one, from the back of the park to the front of the park, right? Something like yes. that. And had like maybe two stops in between, you mm-hmm. know, so a total of four or maybe it was three. I can't remember, but yeah, that, that was funny, but yeah. Um, to a note, I want to add on to what you said about Disney uh, our parents took us to Disney when, you know, and, you know, my sister had kids. I had kids, you know, at the time. What was that? Back in 2004? Buck? Something like that. But he did it because they were unable to do that for us when we were kids. Right. And I got to tell you, I mean, when you go to Disney – you're like a kid all over again. So particularly our father, you know, going on all the rides and roller coasters and stuff like that, you know, Hey pop, you want to, yup. Hey pop, you want to go? Yup. You know, it was like, boom, he did it. And I mean, that, that was a great time. It was like, we were all kids again, you know, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And even more so because my kids got to enjoy it with us. So thank you, mom and pop. Right. Yeah, you bring that up. You you talk about like, you know, he was in his seventies at that point. You know what I mean? Uh, or close, or maybe he wasn't in his seventies yet. But you know, he's he's an older man, and you know, he's. I remember there was a particular time we were sitting in. Uh, I think it was. Not it wasn't Magic Kingdom. It was um, not Universal Studios. What was the other studio that they had there? 
Um, Are you talking about animal, animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom, Magic Kim, Kingdom, um, Hollywood Studios, oh, maybe. Yeah, Hollywood Studios. It used to be M- MGM or Universal. That's that's I think what it was. MGM it, it was years MGM. Ago. Yeah, it was uh-huh. MGM. Um, it wasn't Universal, but um, you know, and like you said, you had kids. And, and our sister had kids, and our oldest sister, you know, kind of was, you know, sticking with the family and everything. And there were a couple of things that I wanted to do there. Um, so I kind of said I would branch off from the family. Uh, you, I think everybody was in particularly going to do a couple of these, you know, smaller kid rides or whatnot. And I was just, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go over and do the Tower of Terror. And, uh, the rock and the rock and roller coaster. Rock and, and roll in my trek, <laughs> and I begin my trek over there. Um, and Dad's like, "Hey, hey, where are you going? You know, what are you doing?" I said, "Dad, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and you know get on these rides over here. You know, nobody's nobody wants to go on those with me, so I'm just gonna hey hey hey, I'll go with you." So he goes over there with me, and we get in line for Rock and Roller Coaster. I could see I'm, like, sitting there thinking to myself, I can't believe I'm making my dad get on this thing. Like, I should just be like, okay, hey, let's go back to the family. 68 years old at the time, by the way. Let's go back to the family, right? And <laughs> But I, I was just like, I want to go on it, and he's willing to. Uh, so there we are, and, like, I, I swore, I swore he was going to bail, and he never did. He got on this thing, and it goes and it rockets you right away and <laughs> lifts us off. And you know what? He doesn't make a peep. He doesn't scream. I was screaming. He doesn't scream. He doesn't do any of that. He just is like, ooh. You know, and, and just sits there and <laughs> goes through the rock. Yeah. And, and he was like, oh, well. I was I can't believe I went on that thing. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh and then I go, I'm going on the Tower of Terror now. He's like, Yo, uh son, you don't mind if I skip out on that, do you? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh I know that I don't mind that you skip out on it. No, not at all. He's like, Yeah, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh meet up with the family again. I think it was a parade that you guys were waiting for. And yes. yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to meet up with them again. And, and so I went on the Tower of Terror by myself. Uh, but, you know, he was, he, he went and he did that ride with me. I'll never forget it. Cause I was just like, I kept thinking to myself, walking back to everybody. Like, I can't believe my dad just went on the rock and roller coaster with me. Is Another again, another fond memory that I'll always remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's a, like I said. I, anything that'll come up tonight, and we talk about, you know, even after we get off topic here, um, it, I, I'll just be like, that. That's the man he was. You know, he's he was that guy. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. now, hey, you know, that's that's that's. Uh, it's always a fond memory to, to think of the kind of guy that our dad was and to think about how lucky we were to have him. Um, 
Yeah. You know, now that yeah. not everybody Absolutely. gets that. And we did and gotta thank our lucky stars that we did. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I wanna take a music break now. Uh yeah, I got a couple songs in, in the uh studio uh for Pop, a couple of his favorite artists in Elvis and Frank Sinatra. So let's take a music break. When we get back, we'll get into week one of the NFL and I can almost guarantee you, Buck, there'll be a moment that I'll ask you something like what would Pop say about this or, or something like that. I, I already know <laughs> I already know one in particular where, you know, I thought about it honestly, I thought about it before this day even came. I was like thinking, ah the next I last week I was gonna hit you up with, you know, what do you think Pop would think about that? What would he say? You know, so I already know that's coming up. But anyway, let's hit this music break. When we come back, we'll get into week one and our weekly updates, blah, 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 everything else. Just a reminder to all of our listeners, we're here live 8 p.m. every Wednesday night here on the Dead Air Nation Network. Thanks to our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Co. And, yes, that's my facts going off in the background. Uh, But I can't do anything about that, folks. Uh, You know, if you go check out our sponsors at gnarlybeerco.com. If you do make a purchase, please make sure you use the promo code SINISTER for the VIP discount. We'll see you right back here after this music break. Wise men say only Falling 
I listen to the Bucking Cap Show, and so should you. These guys are really, really funny, and I can't get enough of them. Sure, my mom doesn't let me up late to listen to them, but don't tell her. Every once in a while, I sneak down to listen to them, and I also listen to the archives. I mean, these guys are so funny. I just can't help myself. You should definitely check them out, because they're really, 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 really funny. Woo! Woo! Is right. Welcome back to the Bucking Cap Show here on the Dead Air Nation Network. Thanks to our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Co. Go and check them out at gnarlybeerco.com. Welcome back to the show, folks. Let's get into it, Buck. I mean, last week, you know, I I was flying solo, I, but I had a great topic to talk about, and I made it, you know, to uh, 15 minutes left in the show. Football. Right? So, fantasy football has started for us. And, again, if you've listened to us long enough, you know we're really into it. And, uh, in general, we're into football. So, anyway, week one has started. And I mean to tell you, it started out as a clunker, in my opinion, in a very, very boring game between the Packers and the Bears. And then Sunday yeah. rolls around, and, I mean, we had a couple really good games on uh, Sunday, although mixed in with a couple ugly games. And when I say ugly, I mean Baltimore Ravens and Miami Dolphins beating them 59-10. to 10. I mean, Miami has basically said, we have no interest in winning this year. We're going for the draft picks. So much so, I heard a story, and I, you know, I don't know how much truth to the rumor it is, but I heard a story that almost half of the team went to management afterwards and asked for trades if they weren't willing to win. So, I believe it. Whew, you're darn right. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, we had some. Uh, games like the Jets and the Bills. I mean, the Jets. The Jets were basically looking. Like, I mean, the score was only like what six nothing for the first half, something like that. But they yeah. they were. It just looked like uh, this is it. There's no chance for the Bills. You know, the Jets were all over them. Even if they, you know, didn't really come up with things. And, and the reason for that is, fuck. And Buck is a Buffalo Bills fan, folks. The reason for that is Buffalo Bills defense. And lo and behold, fourth quarter comes around. And and Buffalo's offense wakes up or Jets defense breaks down, however however you want to look at it. And they end up winning 17 to 16. Woo! I mean, that's right. With that, three minutes left, the Bills took that lead. It was crazy. I mean, and then uh, you had. Go ahead, go ahead. You, I, I'm sure just, you've just got to, to say about the game. Well, just to stem into that, you know, I was actually watching the Eagles game and not uh, hearing anything about the Bills and Jets, but I kept checking in on it. Sixteen um, nothing. Um, Towards the end of the third quarter, they finally got a field goal to make it 16-13. But I was just, I was like, man, they just can't, they can't turn the corner, can they? I mean, this mm-hmm. is a Jets team that's not proven. 
you know, uh, you hear about Le'Veon Bell, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, here we go again. I know they were away. They were in New York in his first game. But I was like, here we go again. They they got no offense. It doesn't matter how good their defense is because they got no offense. And, and this is what's mm-hmm. going to be like the rest of the season. It's just agonizing right away. And, yep. and you know, before blink of an eye, all of a sudden, it's sixteen ten. Seventeen sixteen. I said, ah, I can't believe we pulled it off. Ah. ah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I mean and and you said you watched the Eagles game. Now first off, I should tell you, that tells you how I'm watching play. NFL Red Zone, which is nice because you get to see all the you know, the scores. You know most most of the times you're seeing them live as they happen. Uh not that there was a ton of scoring there. You know, but still, <clears throat> if something comes up, you know, let's say there was a um, an interception and they ran it back, he, he, you know, might come in and when there's not much going on and say, this just happened in the Bills Jets game, you know, and, you know, you see that type of thing. But Eagles, Eagles started out so flat. I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, you know, they did this last year. You know, it, it, it looks like it all over again, and oh my God, you know, you couldn't have, you couldn't have uh, drafted, drawn up a better welcome back for Deshaun Jackson than that game. Oh my God, he aired that ball out the first time. I was just like, I was like, my God, Deshaun Jackson, he still has the speed. You know, he's lost a step compared to his prime, but, geez, did he blow by um, Redskins' defense. I mean, he was just – I was like, well, guess what? Go to him. Go to him all day. And, you know, it took a little while to get Alshon Jeffrey and especially Zach Ertz into the game, but they eventually did. You know what I mean? And the defense Mm -hmm. kind of woke up. But I will tell you this, Buck, we've had this conversation last year. And I will tell you this, that I was sitting there yelling at the TV saying, oh, my God, Jim Schwartz, you have got to stop putting your, you know, nickelbacks out there like that without, you know, a, a blitz here or there. I know he doesn't like the blitz, but, oh, my God, one or two. Jesus, you know, they're, you know, Redskins are up and down the field destroying them. And then, you know, it's that bend but don't break type of defense. Uh, They settle for a field goal, that type of thing. But Jesus, Mm -hmm. I was just sitting there saying, you know, some of these guys are, you know, good players. And others, yeah, you know, we, we don't have the best corners in the game, you know, that type of thing. But I mean, this this just shouldn't they shouldn't be exposed like this. Do something to, you know, help your secondary out if you can't get I mean, last year we had trouble getting to the quarterback, right? So Right. Hello. Tell Let's me address that this year. I know and it's it's driving me nuts. In week one it's driving me nuts. I'm saying to myself He's going to be gone by the end of the year if this keeps up. 
they have the talent on the team. So yeah, where's the where's the problem lie? You know, players, um, you know, share a brunt of the blame, especially when they blow coverage, uh, stuff like that. But uh, I think it, it it more points to the coach when you know they're they're not put in the best um, position, you know, that type of thing. So anyway, moving on, unless you want to say something about the game. <laughs> well, I do. Um, Cause you know, sure. watching the Eagles game, you talked about the Sean Jackson um, and his welcome back party with both of them. Uh, I, I thought what was interesting was the second one. Uh, there was no way that that was going to be stopped. If you watch the route, there was uh, Nelson Aguilar was on the opposite side doing the same route, and there was only one guy, and he had a choice to defend one or the other, and he didn't know what to do back there, the safety. He was going to get beat Mm -hmm. either way. So, you know, Jackson gets it, and, you know, he gets his big day. But the two things that I really noticed um, in that game with the offense is, one, Deshaun Jackson is a different receiver than he used to be with Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Always had the speed, but he didn't have the route running that he does now. Now he caught eight receptions. You know, he's making, he's making cuts. He's making, you know, plays that aren't the big play all the way downfield. You know, he got, he got a couple of uh, third down plays that were important in that game as well. But he's making plays other than those big plays, which I think was amazing to see. Um, it, it really, you know, made me think, wow, that's that's going to be dangerous. Um, yeah. He already showed, you know, you know, he is definitely going to open up things for the run game. Uh, that's what they're expecting anyway. Um, and you know, speaking of the run game, Jordan Howard, uh, you know, I know they were trying to utilize Miles Sanders more, uh, but Jordan, they got to give Jordan Howard that ball. I, I think what their plan is is when they have the lead that he's going to get more snaps. But he, he just, he's powerful. He, he, right. he's a hard runner. And you know, I, little Sprolesy doing his thing. I agree. But the second I thing gotta, I noticed. Go ahead. No, go the ahead. Second thing I Finish noticed. Your- the second thing I noticed was Alshon Jeffrey. You know, we heard all last year, you know, how him and, you know, Carson Wentz weren't hooking up and he was getting a little aggravated or whatnot. Well, you saw that, one, you know, Carson was trying to get the ball around to everybody. Um, yeah. But I liked what I saw out of Alshon, and I liked that they were going to him down in the goal line area and it proved to be effective and mm-hmm. it just makes me it just makes me you know tickle pink if you will just to yep. see where that offense will go because Ertz wasn't really featured all too much you still got Aguilar who I think can still be effective and I agree you got you got the the new kid um Whiteside he looks like he can be effective Goddard as a second tight end and you got you just got so many weapons, and you thought to yourself, how 
how was it going to all work out? And mm. towards the end of that game, you saw they started becoming an offense that was unstoppable. Yep. And they started, they kicked off the rust and looked like a well-oiled unit at the end. But uh, I, I, I do want to add, because you brought him up, Darren Sproles. I feel they need to get him involved more and, and should have. Like, you know, the the area where he's been the most dangerous, particularly when he was with uh, the New Orleans Saints, is out of the backfield catching a screen or something like that. I think they need to do a little bit more of that, a little bit better job of setting up that screen, if you will. You know what I'm saying? But that's where he could be so dangerous, and I agree 100% on Jordan Howard. I, I was like, wow, why? I mean, yeah, you, you you have a high draft pick in Miles Sanders, but, you know, maybe he should be the guy that's eased in versus Jordan Howard because he could be such a punishing back. And you got him behind one of the best offensive lines in the league? You know, come on. Right. Uh, I equate I mean, the, even the though whole, you... the, the drop-off with Darren Sproles, he, he, you know, he was – he was effective early on, and then they kind of went away from him for a little while. And, and, you know, maybe a play here or a play there, and then they went away from him. I started thinking, you know, the Giants did similar with Saquon Barkley. You know, Barkley, his first run was a 59-yard run. And then all of a sudden they right. cooled the jet. They pumped the brakes on him, and I was like, are you kidding me? The guy just ran a 59-yarder. Punish. Punish them with that runner. But they really didn't. He only got about 15 touches total, something like that. I, I remember uh, NFL Network, you know, they, they – oh, my God. They, they were going on and on about it. A couple of them were like, what are they thinking? I guess the Giants don't want to win. Kind of like I said, you know, about Miami. But Miami, Miami is painfully obvious. But anyway, we're we're excited about what's going to happen with the Eagles. And, uh, you know, we could go on and on and on forever about that. But let's move to, uh, you know, let's since I brought up Barkley, let's move to that uh, Giants game. Yeah, they were on the road with the Cowboys. They started off so well. Looked like it was going to be good. I mean, that 59-yard run, and then they cap it off with the touchdown to the tight end. I was just like, okay, wow, the Giants really looked good there. Nice, crisp play. And then, what happened? Okay. Uh, What happened is right. I think we lost Buck. But anyway, <laughs> uh, now Saquon Barkley did end up with 120 yards, which was, you know, sorry that's about nice that. and everything. Uh, it's okay. But, I mean, it, it should have been. It should have been much more, you know. Um, but basically, they scored the first seven points, and then the Cowboys went on a run at, like, 20 – 28 points. Did they get the field goal before they got their 35? I think it was 28 to 7. Then, you know, Giants scored and and then 
you know, back to the Cowboys again. It ended up 35-17, but Saquon's your boy. You're running back in fantasy football. You see that 59-yard run out of the gate? Are you just licking your chops and going, oh, it's going to be a good day? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know I didn't know what to expect out of him. Um, you know, he still had a good day. Let's just, he just didn't capitalize with touchdowns. But and, he could have had yeah. a much better day if they if they used them. I mean, they just they kind of backed off and pumped them. I was just like, what are you guys doing? Well, anyway. even at the end there, you know, Goldman was the one who scored the touchdown, not him. And I was exactly. like, come on. And I, I get it. They were probably just like, we're not winning this game, whatever. But come on. Seriously? Like, like that, that did upset me. Um, but the Cowboys look like they look pretty good, man. They they look like the real deal. Uh, they look like you know, you know, Amari Cooper and Gallup are going to really work out for them. You know, Zeke signed. You know, Dak has a team behind him. I I really feel I always argue it. You know, people don't. You know, especially Cowboys fans don't want to hear it. But when you when you throw out logic there and you say, hey, without Ezekiel Elliott. He's not the same quarterback, you know. Um, and yep. you can, you can, there's some quarterbacks who can, who can really do a lot of magic with not much offensive, you know, power behind it. Um, but he's not that guy. He he needs a team behind him, or he's not going to look good. Um, you know. I, I'll give you an example of the kind of quarterback that I'm talking about. And Eagles fans probably don't even want to hear it, but he's arguably the best quarterback they've had ever, and that's Donovan McNabb. He really never had any um, receiver weapons throughout his whole career and still did a, a crazy good job. Now, some of that has to deal with the coach, too, but he he really he played really well for what he had. And, mm-hmm. you know, I that's just not the quarterback I've seen Dak Prescott. I just don't think he has the ability to perform when he doesn't have anybody behind him. I would tend to agree with that, actually. You know, I, I, I just – I'm not sold. Like you said, I'm not sold. You know, I I said the opening of the season was uh, a dud with the um, Packers-Bears game. Uh, But the Rams and Panthers kind of went back and forth. That was exciting. The Chiefs was a little exciting. Like the Jaguars were hanging on, you know, for a moment there. And then third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, they, they drifted apart. And that team is exciting to watch when they're like that. The Chargers-Colts game going back and forth, that was pretty exciting. That was, I mean, that was an interesting game. It was a boring game, but close. Seahawks and Bengals. Yes. Um, and, then, and then you had, oh, my God, you had the, I don't know what you would call, the implosion 
of the Detroit Lions playing the Cardinals, they had the Cardinals number up until the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. And yeah. even in the fourth, even in the fourth, as the Cardinals were coming back, they blew it. They had it. They call a timeout that, you know, I mean, the ball snapped because it they were calling the timeout just as it snapped. So, you know, the play happens and and then you hear the whistles, but Stafford makes a pass. First down, it would have it was under two minutes. It was like a minute oh God, I want to say a minute thirty seven or something like that. They get the first down. They win the game. They win the game. Yep. They call the timeout. Cardinals stop them. Cardinals go down the field. They tie the game, right? They go for yep. the um, – uh, no, I'm thinking of a different game. I was going to talk about the extra point that that was missed, and then they um, uh, redid it. Anyway, they, they go into overtime, and both, both teams score a uh, field goal and end up in a tie. I mean, you – you had the game. I can't believe it. You know, and they let the Cardinals back into the game, which, you know, I was a little upset about because I was playing our uh, brother-in-law who had Kyler Mary as his quarterback, and he was doing – he had a negative one for him yes. in the third quarter. He, now, I he's my backup he in the league, and he was doing squadoosh. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't think he would end in a in a negative one, but I certainly, I mean, I certainly didn't think he would end up with 20 points over 300 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, what the hell? That basically cost me the game because I lost by five, you know. And going into Monday night, I had Josh Jacobs and he had Michael Thomas and um, uh, was it? Broncos, de- yeah, Broncos defense. And I thought to myself, I'm done. You know, Josh Jacobs had a really good night. Problem is, yeah, wasn't enough. You know what I'm saying? He had Michael Thomas. That's what it was. Yeah. Michael Thomas didn't go crazy, but he got enough points out there. Yeah, but what going back to that game- Lions game. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The Cardinals. You know, I, I mean, when you look at games and you see some of these things, you see teams giving up 18 points in the fourth quarter. That's not good. That is not good, and that is exactly what oh. happened in that game. Yeah, yeah, yep. you, you can't do that. That's that's a shoot yourself in the foot. Um, the, right. the game that I started getting mixed up with them at the end was the Texan Saints game on Monday night. Did you see that game? Yes. Man, that was an exciting game. It was an I, exciting te- game. It was nothing, nothing after the first quarter, but, boy, they were going back and forth, uh, some good plays, and then some good plays defensively to shut it down. And then in the second quarter, I thought, all right, Texans, they scored their two touchdowns, and they held the Saints to three. But you know the Saints aren't a team – that you're going to hold like that. You know what I mean? But I, the ending of that game was absolutely just like, 
wow, I can't believe it. Because the Texans come down and they score a touchdown to tie yes. the game. Tie the game, I, right? The, cra- yeah, the, the crazy thing about that is that it took – they weren't doing squats the whole entire yeah. quarter, the whole entire half. Exactly. And then they come out three plays, boom, 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 touchdown. They're now tied. Yeah. And, and I mean, lead. they only had like 40-some seconds, 50-some seconds on the clock. They go to kick the extra point, and the kicker misses it. It's like, oh, my God. And there were some misses in Sunday's uh, games. You know, extra points you know, on top of field goals, but extra point misses. I was just like, oh, my God. And then flag. After the kick is booted and it's missed, defender falls on the kicker's foot, roughing the kicker, right? Redo, they kick it. Texans are up by one, 28 to 27. You figure, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, we were looking at overtime there, weren't we? Next thing you know, precision. The Saints go down. You know, their first pass is like a 36, 37-yard pass, right? They run up to the line. They only got one timeout. Run up to the line. They spike the ball. They make a couple more plays where, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, guys, call a timeout. It was like, I think, 15 seconds on the clock, and they ran up to the line and spiked the ball, leaving them six seconds. And I thought to myself, I understand that you want to preserve the timeout for your kicker, right? But – call the timeout with 15 seconds rather than jeopardize, you know, ruining it by running up to the line. Well, guess what? And, and then what you could do is design a play that gets you the yards to give you the opportunity for your, to put your kicker on the field and win the game uh, and get out of bounds. But whew, what do I know? What do I know? Six seconds left on the clock. And this is, Houston Texans defensive coordinators fault, if you ask me. They did that prevent defense. They they played off of the receivers covering what they thought was going to be a Hail Mary, I guess. They only needed like seven yards to put them in Will Lutz's range for a field goal, which would win the game. So they play off button hook, nine-yard gain. Guy falls right down, timeout, two seconds. Two seconds on the clock. Will Lutz comes out, kicks the field goal, game over. You just blew it, Texans. Oh, my God. But I will say I liked how uh, Deshaun Watson and, and the crew looked in that game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of promise there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they were going up against the Saints. Um, they really – they. They had the game in hand. Uh, they blew it in the second half. Um, I think the Saints are, are that kind of a team. You know, you, you saw it last year. You saw it in the playoffs against the Eagles. You know, they they can throw a, a – they, they can throw a goose egg out there. I mean, even the Eagles did it on Sunday. But then you just know they're coming back. You know, Breeze and company are coming back, you know. And, man, did they ever – 
And I'll tell you what, when I turned that, when I was watching that game, I actually uh, didn't get to put it on until I got home uh, from work at halftime. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't think I got home that late. I was like, oh, it's probably like about to hit the second quarter. No, it was halftime. And so when I watched, the, when I was looking at it, I was like, are, are you kidding me? The Texans are up fourteen to three, and I know I had so much um, fantasy implication on this, riding on mm-hmm. you know Breeze mm-hmm. is my quarterback in two leagues. I have Alvin Kamara in a in a league. I have you know uh, Lutz in in a couple of leagues. I had uh, New Orleans defense as well. You know I had all these players that were playing for New Orleans um, mm. on all of my all of my teams in my league. And I'm like, man, I'm going to lose these games uh, because of <laughs> the lack of showing up. And I kind of was like, I was hoping that they would come back like they did, but I was kind of thinking, well, you know, it's the Texans. And last year they did this against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay wound up shocking them in the first game. Uh, just like the shock the Eagles in the game too, and that's that's what I I was like, man. If that happens, I'm going to lose two out of three of my legs. I'm going to not be happy. And man, here comes Drew Brees and company, and they just start lighting it up, and I see points going off on my fantasy football teams like crazy, and I'm like, ooh. Great game, great game. I mean, watching it, 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 I was like, I really didn't care who won because I was getting the points that I wanted. But of course, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this thing's going into overtime. More points, more points. Yeah, I do that too. I find myself doing that all the time. And I was just sitting there, like, getting greedy about it, and I was just like, man, whoa. And then and he came down, Lutz hit that, and I was just like, yeah. And I had already had game sealed, but man, wow. Wow, what a what a, what a weekend. What a starter. Because mm. the first game, as you said, stunk. Um, I didn't get yeah. to see any of that Raiders-Broncos game. I had to go to bed because I had early start on Tuesday, but, you know, I mean, I was kind of wondering how the Raiders would do without Antonio Brown playing. You know, I was kind of hoping uh, the best they were going to come out. out that it was very good. I knew that they were going to come out, you know, hot. to prove a point. How long is that going to last, though, Buck? How long is that going to last? You know what I'm saying? I but, don't know, uh, but they, they got a couple of good weapons there. You know, Waller. Yeah. Tyrell yeah. Williams did pretty good. Chad, you – I know you and I, you you have them in our league. I have them in another league. We were both wondering what Josh Jacobs was going to do. And if mm-hmm. it wasn't for the stellar game Eckler had, I wound up playing them in the two leagues I have them in. Man, <laughs> he's on my roster, and I'm, like, using them. But I said, you know what? I I know what Eckler can do. I'm going to put him yeah. in. And he went well, Eckler had a good game. A real yeah. good game. So, I mean – I just want to point out that bringing a boy uh, in the chat room, um, he, he might be he might be lying dormant right now. 
you know, because I, I uh, said hello, thanks for joining us, uh, and, and give our regards to Mrs. Boy, who's always with him, listening. Uh, but he had brought up a couple things. You know, Eli wants the passing yards uh, to catch up to his brother. I mean, he's got a point. That might be exactly why he's still hanging around. Oh, boy is here. He's in the chat room. Yes. Hello, boy. Boy. Uh, but he, I like how he puts this, too. Sea chickens and Bengals. That was once a yawner of a game a long time ago. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I really I really didn't think the Bengals would perform that well in Seattle. I mean, that's a tough place to go into, especially week one, you know, and out of conference. And, yes, they lost 21 to 20 because the Seahawks always find some way to squeak it out. But Andy Dalton comes out of that game with over 400 yards and two touchdowns. So much yep. so that one of the guys on this show went out and made a move and picked up his receiver, John Ross. Right? Dude. Am I right about that? Oh, oh, I, I can tell I could tell you how that happened. Um I looked at my team after mm-hmm. week one and you know, I honestly, I'm going to tell you, I, I was like, man, as far as bench players go, I drafted poorly. You know, I, I, I had upside on other, on other players, and I put I, that I chose, and you know, three, three of my bench players came out with zero points and looked like they were going to be no part of their offenses, and I, I panicked. I panicked, and I was like, I got to do something. So. Basically, you know, I went out and I, I remember, you know, because it was Tuesday morning. I gotten up early, mm-hmm. like I said, and I was like, I said to myself before going to bed, I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to do this. I'm going to actually not get one, but three players, three players yeah. that I'm going to pick did. up so that I can, you know, feel easy at least about – um about going forth with with uh with my team. I won. I won this week, but I was not feeling good about it at all uh getting stuck with the lineup that I would have to play and I, and to be honest with you one of my guys got hurt, so I was like I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get somebody here. So I went out and I got Ross and I I also went out and got Marquise Brown from the Ravens. Yes. Marquise and, Hollywood, who had a great right. game. Yes, and, and to to be honest with you, it was between him and Anthony Miller, and Anthony Miller had seven touchdowns last year for the Bears. I was like, yeah, that's that's the guy I'm going to choose over Marquise Brown because I know what he's going to do. He's going to get me touchdowns, and he's going to get me some yards. Uh, but, you know, after seeing after that how that all went down, he barely was in the game, I, I, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to go make moves here. And basically oh, that's it. going to be how I play the rest of the season. Like I got to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just saying that's going to be me for the rest of the season. I'm probably going to put out a boatload of uh you know, transactions, you know, just to try to keep afloat. Um 
And it's, it, it, I, I said, man, if only I did a little bit of a better job. But you know, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% confident with my team. I mean, I like my players, but I'll be honest with you. I thought about Marquise Brown. One thing that I learned over the past couple years, I tried it. I tried it, but it didn't work. Monday night, after the games are done, I've noticed over the last few weeks, our league has the um, your lineups locked. Players are pretty much locked that you go to pick up, right? Um, right. You, have, you have to get up early on Tuesday morning to do it. I mean, I was up late. Monday night, I was up late. I watched that game all the way to the end. I think I was still up at least a couple hours afterwards. And I got to tell you, 3 o'clock in the morning, still didn't get it done. So I knew I, know. I, lost, out my, I lost out my chance on them, um, you know, because I knew somebody's going to be up early Sunday morning or Tuesday morning while I'm, you know, still sleeping. Another guy, and I like the pickup of Malcolm Brown, uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't. I, I thought about it, and I was like, I can't do that. I mean, I bye weeks one, you know, uh, I have Gurley on my team already, you know, so that would have done. There's there was another uh, running back that I was thinking of. And I was like, oh, I I can't do that either Um, because – and I'm going to look it up right now uh, because of the bye week. Was it Rex Burkhead? Probably not. I I wouldn't pull the trigger on him just yet. It might have been been Sproles that I was thinking about. But, again, uh, with the bye weeks, uh, that'll be tough for me. You know what I'm saying? So No, I hear you. Um, yeah, but yeah, but I, I was thinking I'll, Geronimo Allison with uh, Green Bay. Yeah, I still expect something to happen with him after that game. New offense, obviously they're struggling. I think they'll fix it, but I mean they didn't target Allison, not one single pass that game. So I thought, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you know, I've gotten burnt in years past when I've held off and somebody else stole them from underneath me, I was like, you know what? Let me try and do this. You know, I figured let me go and get, uh, you know, Marquise and, you know, Hollywood Brown. And then I'll, you know, I'll have that opportunity. I'll at least have that option. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'll tell you when I got him. Um, because, it's funny that you mentioned three o'clock in the morning because I tried two different times. I tried at three o'clock in the morning when I woke up and it wouldn't let me. Um, yep, and that's, then that's I tried at four forty-five. I tried again and it wouldn't let me. So then I was See? like, Oh man, yep. This is. I thought I was going to lose out on on them too. I thought I, I like I, this was my plan. I'm going to wake up. I know I have to wake up early. Otherwise, I want to do it. it. It just isn't me. Um, but when I wake up, 
I, I wrote down on my um, on my whiteboard and make sure you do this. <laughs> and and sure enough, I woke up, I looked at it, I was like, I gotta make sure I do this. So I went in, couldn't do it. Then I got to work, you know, got settled, ready to leave to go to my job, which was far away. And I went to mm-hmm. do it again and it didn't work. And I was like, man, I'm going to get to this job. And if I forget, forget about it. I'm done. But if I can remember before I get in there and start working to try to make this move, uh-huh. then maybe it works out for me. And sure enough, so, I went so in. What time? What's that? What time was it? I think it, it was 8 o'clock. I, I think it was like 8 o'clock-ish when it you, finally, you know, when I did it. You know, the uh, it switched over. Our um, online scoring system, the one that we use, it, it, it uh, it's Flea Flicker, right? It used to be AOL. When it was AOL, after the Monday night game was over, then players unlocked so that you could do it. And when Flea Flicker first took over, it was that way. But then at some point, they changed it. And, you know, I thought to myself, uh, you know, people are up watching the games, much like it would be, you you might sit there and go, well, that's unfair for the people who can't stay up late and watch the games. Well, you know, in the morning, it might be unfair to others. So anyway, um, hey, I want to hit you up with this, Buck, because Bowie is in the uh, chat room, and he says he's looking at, Looking at his week and noticed that he needs a running back. Here's his choices. Give him some guidance. Malcolm Brown, Chris Thompson, Wayne Gallman, and Darren Sproles. I think I know where you're going to go with this because you just picked up the guy, Malcolm Brown, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think if you noticed what they're doing with the offense there is that Malcolm Brown's going to get uh, – the secondary touches to um, to Gurley, and it looks like that they're going to be using them in the red zone a lot. So that is why That's I went with like Brown. And, you know, Sproles is, like you said, you know, I actually thought they used him quite uh, frequently. Uh, he got nine, nine carries for 40-some yards or something like that. Uh, and he got three catches for only 16, and we know he can do more than that. You can see how explosive he is. Yeah, that's still 12 now. touches. He's a, he's a guy, when he was going like that, and, you know, you've got Howard and Sanders, I just thought, hey, give this guy 15 to 20 touches. Anyway, I mean, so the matchup well, this week for that's the not Rams, what they they're do. at home against the Saints. So yes, what 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 you know is that is it Malcolm Brown? I mean Darren Sproles. The matchup would be Eagles on the road. That Sunday night game, Sunday night game on the road against the Falcons. Right. Uh, who did I say was is uh, Chris Thompson? No, let's not even talk about him with the skins. Right. Right. But First of all, he does now, that. Against the Eagles all the time. And <laughs> you sit there and go, maybe I should get Thompson. But really, he just does it against the Eagles. He doesn't do it against anybody else. 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, didn't they, they just announced with uh, Geis' injury that um, they're going with Adrian Peterson as the starter, which is kind of ironic because he was a healthy scratch in week one, which right. had me scratching my head. Why would you have Adrian Peterson, who led your team in rushing last year, as a healthy scratch? Because they I picked Geis high, and, and they didn't want any major competition for him. That's, that's the way I see that, it. You know what? That's like, you know, you sit there and you um, – you sign a guy to all these millions of dollars and you hang on to him, you know, and it's like, just cut your losses. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I understand guys. He's going to develop, you know, but you know, you don't, you don't scratch your leading rusher, at least have him there to be a backup, you know, regardless of what Thompson does with the Eagles all the time. His other choice well, is Wayne Gallman with um, yeah. with the Giants. No. Exactly, I agree. So it's and, it's Saquon all the way there. Come on, no. And the matchup is they're at home against the Bills. Uh, you might sit there and go, oh, oh, maybe. But like I said before, we Buffalo's one. got a defense. defense. Yes. Defense kept them in the game and and allowed them an opportunity to win, which they did. So, nah, I, I I think I think I'm going with Malcolm Brown um, on this one. He said, "Thanks, guys, going to give Brown a chance," and he's letting go of Daryl Henderson. Guess what? That's what I did. <laughs> That's exactly what Buck did. He let go of Daryl Henderson to pick. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Talk about a small world, right? Woo. Right. Well, That's- I mean, that's that's that was the choice. That's why I went Malcolm Brown because I was like, that's what I was expecting Daryl Henderson to be, and he they showed that that's not the guy they expected him to be. Uh, they they they're into Malcolm Brown over him and and you know that that's lesson learned and you know, yeah I got to sit there and just be like all right well I got I got to do this now and you know got to see how it works out for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do a music break and when we get back we'll talk about the fantasy part of it. I mean I'm glad to see that we didn't keep it all fantasy here. I mean we 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 digest. Analyze. I wanted to talk uh, about the actual games first, so good, good doing that. There were some exciting games, and I mean, every time week one of fantasy football, every time it comes around, I go, okay, we're going to have players that just come out of nowhere, and we're all going to be like, whoa, and then there's going to be players that just flatline, and you're like, what the hell happened there? You know what I mean? So, and I mean. Every year it's something. Every year. Let's do a music break. When we get back, we'll get into Antonio Brown. We have to talk about him and some of the fantasy uh, parts about it. Uh, Again, 
you know, the music is for our father, um, who uh, is, it's would have been his 83rd birthday. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll hit you up with some Frank Sinatra, one of his favorites, and we'll catch you right back here after this music break. products 
that I need to impress the ladies, but there's only one lady that I want to show. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I go to Gnarly Beer Co. Hey, fellas. Got a beard and you want that thing to look as good as it possibly can? Well, yeah, check out those fellas over there at GnarlyBeardCo.com. They got all the products you need to make that thing purr. And if you don't have a beard, well, then grow one. And Gnarly Beard Co. will be waiting for you. And then you can be a big, bucking, beautiful, bearded man like me. I'm a big, bucking, beautiful, bearded man. Yeah, I look the bomb. And if you want to look like me, you go to NorthyBeardCo.com. I say <laughs> Welcome back to the Bucket Cap Show. Uh, Buck's attempt at the that Southern Draw there down. with the uh, gnarly beer coat jingle. Hey, it's good. guess what? You got something. I mean, we got to do something for them. I think maybe we could clean that up a little bit. But, hey, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, we're here every Wednesday night, live, 8 p.m., here on Dead Air Nation Network. Of course, sponsored by our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Coat. Go and check them out at gnarlybeercoat.com. And if you do make a purchase, which you should, make sure you use the promo code SINISTER for a VIP discount. Anyway, Buck, here we are, week two, and I, I'm thinking this is going to be, it's going to start to become like a weekly thing with Antonio Brown. Yet another, you know, uh, breaking news, what, whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, there's another thing to worry about with a, a guy who just loves to draw attention to himself. I mean, now he's got his former trainer accusing him of uh, sexual assault and rape. What the hell? Yep. <laughs> so, Fantasy football owners of uh, Antonio Brown are on this freaking roller coaster uh, that, you know, doesn't seem like it wants to end. I mean, you're looking at him with the, with the feet and the frostbite from the cryogenic, right? And you're like, oh, God, don't worry about it. He'll be fine. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. he, he's an all-star. He's a pro. He'll be fine. The helmet issue, you're like, oh, my God. Is he really going to retire from the league over a helmet? And then, you know, he threatens to sue the league if anything happens to him. And then, I mean, just the wreck that was his tenure with uh, Oakland Raiders and then his final release. And then everybody's like, whoa, he lands with the Patriots. Now, granted, there are a lot of people out there who are like, how the frick do the Patriots end up with him? Yeah, well, I'm going to go no down. Tooth. Well, I'm going to go down Buck's conspiracy theory train, right? I'm jumping on because that's what I think here. 
he he wanted to be in New England, and he just sabotaged his tenure with um, Oakland. I mean, I even said that to the guys I game with long before this this came about. I was like, I think he's just sabotaging his tenure with the Raiders, and then all of a sudden, you know, here's the report that he swung at Mike Mayock, the GM. I'm like, oh, he's definitely sabotaging his uh, tenure with them. And within hours, you know, New England picks him up. Now, here's the thing. When they said that um, he could, what was it, Uh, either knock it off or you could um, uh, seek out a trade or something like that, I think it was, I can't remember exactly how it happened. But at one point, Drew Rosenhaus was on the phone with New England about a trade. They probably said, no, not going to do it. But if the Raiders somehow release him, eh, we'll be in the market of picking him up for a reduced price. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, 100%. Am I, am I, am I on the train with you, Buck? You're on the you are on my train because that is the train that I rode. Um, <laughs> I, I basically said, you know, uh, what was it the the day before everything like that? He's apologizing to to his teammates and the fans and Mike Mayock and everybody. He's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to play football and blah blah blah. Uh, I actually bet twenty bucks to my friends. I said by next week he's going to be a New England Patriot. Oh yeah, I think that was the first next team everybody gets talked released. About. Next day he gets released. I'm I'm texting my friends, pony up. <laughs> Within I mean, the day, when I was he was like, with, unbelievable. With Pittsburgh, he he wanted to go to New England, but you know they they I guess the trade talks didn't go the way that they wanted. You know what I'm saying? He winds up with the Raiders. And I think from day one, he didn't want to be there. And I mean, shame on them for allowing it to happen the way it did. I mean, and shame on the league for not, you know, looking into this and going, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Wait a minute. You know, since this guy has hit training camp and, well, the little time that he was in training camp with him because of his feet and all this and da-da-da-da-da-da, helmet, blah, blah, blah. Since the moment. I mean, he's just pissing off the team so that they release him. And that's what I th- I mean. Well, let's it's think, just think about ridiculous. it. Like the and whole now, helmet thing, all of a sudden, you haven't, in the last couple of days since he's been in in New England, you haven't heard a damn thing about any helmet. You know? Right. You haven't heard a damn thing from him. And, and well, of course, now this. He quote unquote found the helmet that he can use that is okay with the league. His helmet that he wanted to use was over 10 years old, so no longer um, effective or uh, I I don't know how they word that, but, you know, no longer able to use it, period. Well, here's here's what I'm going to say about Antonio Brown. And, you know, you brought up, like, earlier about that and how he would be. God, that would be going off on this guy right now. 
Uh, uh, exactly you, what you I know. was thinking to ask you. Yep. What and, would and that, say? And I knew that's what you were thinking when you said it. Like yep. he would be going crazy. And, and of course, you know, if he were um, in the fantasy league with us still, uh, you know, he would just flat out say, you know, I'm not picking that guy because, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like how he is off the field. That's, that's kind of yep. how Pop was. He wouldn't pick a guy yep. who was sketchy off the field and didn't, you know, respect the game. I, 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 and that's what I think Antonio Brown, you should put him under a guy who doesn't respect the game. You know, because a guy who respects the game would have done that, would have gone and played for Oakland for the year and then mm. gone and tried to sign with the team that he wanted to sign with. But, you know, what Brown did, one is unprecedented. I, 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 just the way he went about it. I just, you know, I feel sorry for the Raiders. And I could not, like, I liked Antonio Brown when he first came out. I had him as a rookie. I I've wasn't able him to get him back. I yeah. wasn't able to get him I mean, back since. One of the best and receivers I, in the league. But. Yeah. And after this, like, I, I'm going to tell you straight up, you had a couple of guys go down with injuries this week. You had, you know, Nick Foles. You had Tyree Kill. One thing I never wish upon any player, whether I'm going up against them or not, um, is that they get injured and, you know, have, and ruin their season, basically. I, I hope that mm-hmm. for no play, for the first time, Cappy, first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. I hope the hell that this guy gets injured. I hope that Brown gets injured Ouch. and he's Ouch. out for the season. I, I, I'm, I'm not touching It's that. crazy, right? And I don't I'm care if people are like, that's but, wrong. That isn't wrong. What he did to that organization in Oakland was totally unprofessional and totally off-the-cuff wrong. That should have – and, of course, the Patriots go and get this guy because they don't, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about, you know, how players are supposed to be. They're like, well, we'll pick them up. We don't care. You know, Dallas has always been known for that. But I think the Patriots are even worse now with it. And – he, he he goes and does that. I've never wished any injury to any player in any sport. But I hope this guy gets hurt. I hope it ruins his season. I hope it ruins his chances of getting signed for next season because he's only on a one-year deal. I hope this ruins his career. And and, and uh, that's just how I feel I gotta about stop it. Because uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> that, that's just, I'm telling you, you, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. You're not like that. Stop it. Anyway, I mean, it's it's a roller coaster for fantasy football owners with him that that said, you know what, I'm going after him because he's one of the best receivers in the league. When he landed with um, New England, I'm sure they all were like, yeah. Even owners of Tom Brady, which I have Tom Brady in the league, were probably like, yeah. Me honestly, I was like, "Oh God, I hope it, I hope it doesn't affect him because, you know, New England's the type of team that likes to spread the ball around." Anyway, I, I've got to share this with you because BT sent this in a group text 
um, earlier in the week. Uh, it's a picture of a couple in their New England Patriots jerseys, and it says, the good thing about dating a Patriots fan, question mark, they don't care if you cheat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How That's true. good. Oh, how true. And he's a Patriots fan, by the way. So, anyway. Well, I mean, oh, my God. it does seem like another, like, another thing where it's like, here, here comes – New England did it again. They did something shady. Whether it's illegal or not, I don't know, but it's shady, and it should be looked into, that's for sure. And, you know, it's funny. The the, the one thing that I feel like Wesley wasn't, like, was stupid and they penalized Tom Brady for was the deflated ball thing. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the rest of it goes... Man, they're just a bunch of crooks up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Thought I had my mic uh, muted when I coughed. My bad. My bad. But, I I mean, we could go on and on. I don't think it's worth uh, giving him as much attention, even though it's too late for that right now. We already have. But, um, exactly. Yeah, I hope he gets hurt and we never have to give him attention again. Ah, stop it. I mean, I, mean, I hope it backfires on him. I don't know about getting injured, but I do hope he, it backfires on him because you nailed it. He's not about a team and everything wrong about the game. I mean, this is just this is just a black eye, if you ask me. Black eye on it. And... Uh, yeah, better I not. hope it affects the team. I, I, it better I, not you know, happen with others. So. I think clearly they showed that they don't really need them. The Patriots are still the Patriots. Right. You know, but any right. little angle that they go for, and I hope it backfires on them. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, fantasy. Whew. We don't really have time to talk about it. But um, anything that stood out from week one? A lot of points out there. <laughs> um, you know, some uh, some really high score. I think I think Lamar Jackson was was a big surprise. I didn't think he would do that well. Um, you know, and you know. I, I kind of like had him in the back burner thinking about picking him up as a backup. Uh but, you know, it didn't quite you know, work out that way. Um, but I, I think that's a guy that it's like, wow. You know, it usually takes a couple of weeks to see exactly where you, players are gonna be. Um mm-hmm. you know, I think you're gonna see, you know, Christian McCaffrey, real deal, Kamara, real deal, Saquon, real deal. Yeah, I still waiting to see, you know, just how Le'Veon's going to do, and you know how Gurley's, how they're going to use Gurley, you know, because he was sleeping for most of the game, and then he woke up towards the end, almost got a hundred yards. But you know, it, it, there's a lot of uh, still a lot of ifs there. Uh, I think you have to like, um, you know, some some of the quarterbacks that maybe you were high on. You know, uh, you got to like. You know, kind of Carson Wentz. You know, I, I was high on him mm-hmm. this year, and I have him in another league, and 
you know, he he went out and he performed. Um, you know, you got to see if Dak Prescott is going to keep doing what he does, what he did this week. And you got to kind of see, I guess, what about we never even brought out Cleveland, you know, you know, with all the hype oh, yeah. that they were getting, they really, they really came out with a dud against Tennessee, and it kind of shows you that Tennessee isn't as bad as people thought they were going to be. So, yep. And I think Baker Mayfield showed some signs that uh, of concern, if you will, because he struggled. You know, they're the yeah. quarterbacks that I think I was high on from week one. There, there's actually a good handful of them, if you, if you will. Even in a loss, I like what I saw out of Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, no doubt you had to like what you saw out of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, which incidentally, those two guys are, you know, on Ryan's uh, team, the Renegades. He had both those quarterbacks. Um, Carson Wentz, I mean, you got to like what um, what you saw out of Carson Wentz. Got to be concerned about what you saw out of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I still don't see it with Kyler Murray. I think it was uh, Detroit that um, made him look better with his fantasy stats, not necessarily just making him look better. Uh, Drew Brees, a little bit rusty here and there, but overall um, not bad. And, yeah, it, it, he's my guy, but Tom Brady. Got to like what you looked at, uh, what you saw out of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people weren't Still even going to choose him as their number one quarterback this year. Yeah. And you come up. Still and, not so on uh, Prescott. <clears throat> and Jared, Jared Goff was a little shaky. Um, a guy who I thought was going to be uh, better, Trubisky with, um, yeah. with the Bears. But, yeah, he was shaky as well. So. Maybe maybe next week we'll get into some of the running backs or um, or receivers. We'll see. We shall yeah. see. Uh, it's a it's a pace of every every week we're going to be talking about. So yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll keep our uh, wondrous minds of fantasy football going till the end of. The- mm-hmm. I agree. Well. That'll do it for us for tonight because we're down under the 92nd mark, uh, right about the minute mark. I'm going to hear it in my ear any moment now. There it is. Um, It doesn't match up with the time that it says left, by the way. Uh, Time left on the clock. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We had Boy and Mrs. Boy in the chat room. Um, He said, don't just grow a beard or maintain a beard. Go to Gnarly Beard <laughs> and GnarlyBeard.com. From Mrs. Boy, <laughs> he did the thumbs up. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Join us back here next Wednesday, live, 8 p.m., here on the Dead Air Nation Network, brought to you by our fine sponsors, GnarlyBeardCode.com. Go and check them out. Use the promo code SINISTER for a VIP discount. We'll see all of you next week, 8 o'clock. Have a good one. Good night, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.